Hello and welcome to another episode of Shattered Lives, the Irish Silly Star and Irish Mirrors crime podcast. I'm defence and crime editor Michael O'Toole and joining me on the line is our crime correspondent Paul Healy. And we're both up to high do because we're both in cars and it's normally much more relaxed than this. So we're all frazzled and that's good. Crime cores in cars. No, that's a, ter- yes. that's a terrible name. I'm trying to come up with a new name for the podcast. That, that's where we're supposed to be. There's no stories in the office, as I always tell our bosses. <laughs> That's very true. Right, so Paul, you're, you're down, you're down in Cork uh, for the really fascinating case of Tina Satchwell. I'm outside government buildings at the minute. I've just been to the Tanisha. Uh, he's held a press conference for, about the budget for defence and foreign affairs, and in about thirty minutes, forty minutes, he- Justice Minister Helen McEntee is going to have her own budget press conference. So we're, we're sort of be- between pillar and post. I'll talk very quickly about the Defence uh, and Foreign Affairs uh, press conference. It's really interesting. He, uh, the top, I thought he was asked about the, the government wants to have 400 recruits to the Defence Forces within the next year. He says that's an achievable target. But interestingly, he says it's quite hard, and I think this is the same for Gardaí, he said it's quite hard to, firstly, to, to keep people, but also to recruit people. He says that there, there have been cases that you know, multinationals are going to people in the defence forces, people, skilled artificers and experts, for the, that as an example, and they're buying out their contracts. So they're saying, so you can leave after when your contract is over in the defence force. I think it's five years. You can leave after that. But what they're do, these companies are going to these highly skilled people, probably doubling their money and saying, we'll buy out your contract, and they're leaving immediately. And I know this, the same sort of thing is happening in the Garda Sheikana. There are people very, very well-trained Gardaí who are being poached, who are, are joining lucrative outside companies and in many cases probably doubling their salaries. So the Minister, the Tanisha did talk about we're in a situation of full employment and when that happens it's very hard to get people in. And he did say, he said, look, some defence force people will not want to hear this, but they have to change to become more welcoming and what they can do to get more young millennials, shall we say, into the defence forces. So it's an issue that will be rumbling on for the years to come. Without a doubt. Well, I mean, we talked about this before, that it just that the money isn't good enough and, and the lifestyle. I mean, many people are even in the defence forces are asking themselves, why why, why would I want to stick with this? You know, there isn't, there's just isn't enough funding to it there. I, I mean, I'm oversimplifying the issue, but I mean, it's a, it, they're severely underpaid. And look, you know, things like in the defence forces, you do a 24 hour tour of duty. So, you know, they would always last, say, for example, protecting the Pope or, you know, protecting. Joe, Joe Biden or whatever, they always laugh because the, the, the Garda personnel who have their own issues with paying and, and retention, let's be honest about this, but they would be getting overtime and, you know, all these allowances and the poor soldiers beside them are doing 24 hours and that's it. They get to sleep in camp beds and everything. So there always is a, a wry smile being gentle, the way Defence Forces personnel look and the, the paying conditions of Garda who are themselves very angry. But look, there's no doubt it does have to be addressed. And maybe young people, they do have more choices. In the 70s and 80s, maybe there weren't those choices, but they do have the choices. And they're saying, do I want to work 24 hours on, have really, really comparatively bad pay to, to other services when I could have a good life, work 9 to 5 or 10 to 6 or whatever, and not be overly stressed? So I think that's a, a major factor. Yeah, I, I wonder whether the, the recent operation on, uh, on, the, on uh, Ellie Matthew, is that the name of the ship? No, MV Matthew. MV Matthew. Um, you know, whether that kind of would encourage people, you know, I want to get involved in, in, in stuff like that, you know. Um, was there any mention of that at the press conference uh, to solve that operation? Uh, 
Well, I, he did. He, he, the Tanish did say he was somewhat disappointed that, look, let's be honest, this was a win for the Garda and the, the Defence Force, particularly the Naval Service and the Army Ranger. Wing. And the Tanish did come across as somewhat annoyed. He said he was somewhat disappointed that really, within hours of that operation, the focus was on why was there only one ship? Why was there only one helicopter available? You know, so it was a win for the Defence Forces and the Garda. And he says very, very quickly, the negatives surpassed the positives and that's so he was he was, he was somewhat disappointed but hey oh look we have to ask the questions there was only one ship involved in that operation there should have been two there was only one helicopter for the army ranger wing there should have been at least two one for a top cover maybe a sniper or a marksman covering the, the lads and just say there'd been a catastrophic failure who's going to rescue the rescuers and that's why you need another helicopter so you know look we're not PR people for the guards or for the minister or, or the Tanish or for the defence force. We're supposed to ask the hard questions. And I think, I respectfully disagree with the Tanish, I think those questions raised by people like Dr. Cahill Berry, the TD, they are legitimate questions because, you know, I, I'm not going to say the defence force has got lucky, but it could have been an awful lot worse. Yeah. And they did need more, they do need more equipment. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen well-educated commentators, you know, say, I mean, this incident could, I mean, if, if you know, people on the ship had been armed with, AK-47 rifles, it, things could have got hairy very fast. I mean, they wouldn't have been able to deal with a situation like that uh, on that scale. Thank God it wasn't that 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 bad. I mean, mm. they were still fired upon, though, weren't they? I mean, so you know, they didn't have backup as such. No, 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 no. They weren't fired upon. But one thing, it just struck me. But the thing about the one helicopter, when I was talking to, as you know, we broke, for example, about the Ranger Wing being deployed and, and we broke about, the, sorry, they, they weren't firing, but they did have to fire warning shots in the Naval Service. That's probably where you're getting that from. But I remember, yeah, but I remember when we got the information about the Ranger Wing and, and the helicopter, I asked the source, okay, right, so there were two helicopters? And I said, no, 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 just one. And even then, that struck me as a bit strange and you get sort of carried away with the whole story. But that just stuck in the back of my mind. One helicopter, because it was 25 members of the Ranger Wing. And they don't fit all in one helicopter, so there obviously had to be a couple of goes. So, because because I knew that it was two chocks, I was going right. There have to be two helicopters even to get them there. It wasn't it? Was just one helicopter. So, look, there are legitimate questions. The defence forces in the Guardi can have their day in the sun, but it's not our job. To, you know, our job is to ask the hard questions, and these are hard questions. Absolutely. Sp- speaking of which, there is a man as we speak who I would safely bet is facing hard questions. I believe he's in detained in Cove Garda Station. You're currently in Yahoo in County Cork. I am indeed. For the case of Tina Satchwell. Far ahead, what's the latest? It's a very, very dramatic story. Yeah, I mean, this is huge. This is probably the most significant development in this case. Um, we've talked about it previously on the podcast, but just to remind people that uh, on the 20th of March 2017, that's when Tina Satchwell went missing. Um, she was last seen at her home here in Yall, which I am sitting metres away from at the moment. Uh, I'm sitting here in uh, Mick O'Neill, photographer's car, and we're very much live at the scene. <laughs> so the, um, it's 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 good. It's exciting in one way to be live at the scene and to be I, even as I'm talking to you here, I'm keeping an eye here just to see if anything's going on because it's been quite lively this morning. Uh, a comprehensive search is now taking place inside and around uh, the back. Um, of the property here um, uh, which is the home of Tina Satchwell the home that she shared with her husband Richard Satchwell um, and it's on Grattan, Grattan Street in Yall just to give you a picture of where it is so it's kind of a small um, sort of a main well it's a main street but it's a relatively small street and it's the house is right opposite the, the local credit union 
So there's been a kind of a crowd coming and going. Last night there was a huge crowd outside uh, when news broke basically that this house had been sealed off uh, by Gardaí and that a man in his 50s had been arrested. Um, so we had, uh, it's safe to say, um, some intelligence, certainly you did, uh, that perhaps something might be going down. You hear whispers. You hear whispers. You hear whispers, but we weren't 100% certain of everything. Uh, but we were um, preparing ourselves for, for the big story, so to speak. And then yesterday evening, uh, the news broke that this man in his 50s had been arrested. Um, as you say, he's now currently being questioned in Cove Garda Station. He is arrested on suspicion of murder, of the murder of Tina Satchwell. And um, the difference is, it, 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 the significance of this is that up until now, this has been what's called a missing persons case. It's not, It wasn't a murder case. She was considered a missing person, and that's very different. Once they open a murder case, they're opening an incident room, and a huge number of resources are put, put into this case that there weren't before. So clearly, the guards have intel, some kind of information that has led to the upgrading of this case uh, in the last uh, 24 hours and the arrest of this man. Yes, and it is, it's becoming an increasing trend. We can think, for example, of the case of, De- case of Deirdre Jacob, but missing in 1998. Same thing, she's a missing person, but her, her, her body has never been recovered. Now, the reason I'm saying body is because Gardy a while ago, upgraded that to a murder case, and we know that they prepared a file for the Director of Public Prosecutions in relation to uh, Larry Murphy. Now, the DPP ruled no charges in that, but that is a murder case. So that, and, and there, you know, if you think of, you know, the couple who went missing in Stamullen, I think around 20, 2018, that's a murder case, that there's never been any remains found in that. So, uh, and Jojo Dullard as well, who's another missing person, that's a murder inquiry as well. So that we have seen in the last few years, but maybe we should talk about this. Obviously, there is a threshold before which you can say it's a murder case. So they've obviously, um, and uh, we're probably limited as to what we can say, but there has been a person of interest for quite some time. But it's a question of, right, they have to persuade their superiors and they have to ultimately persuade the DPP this is not a missing person, this is a murder. And so it is obviously intelligence, but they have to have evidence to show, right, this is why we believe there is a murder case here. Yes. And, and, and it's not a decision they take lightly. Yes, and we're not privy to all of that information. We, we do have in our, in our story in the Mirror and the Star today um, that the, the, there is a belief that renovations, uh, renovation work took place in this house um, at some point, and that that is of significance to this investigation that renovations were done in this house. Um, they have brought in the guards have brought in uh, various mini digger machines uh, are being brought into the back of the property, so we know that they are digging. Um, and obviously, look, the suspicion is that the body of Tina Satchwell is buried on the property. In other words, she never left home um and and that's significant because uh, you know the the claims up until now is that she was last seen at her home and and no one saw her ever since there was extensive cctv canvassing of witnesses and never any concrete evidence uh, that she was seen anywhere in y'all outside of y'all whatever and just to give people a background to the circumstances which are quite unusual um according to uh, tina's husband richard uh, he said that he was leaving the house uh, on the 20th and um, she had asked him whether whether he was going to go out to Dungarvan and uh, he, he he said goodbye to her and he says that that's the last time that he saw her when he came back to the house 
she was gone and the two dogs that they owned were still in the house and he thought that that was unusual he said because she never went anywhere without her dogs um subsequent to that a number of unusual things happened there was a discovery of suitcases uh by mr satchwell um we never really learned whether they were of any significance at all to the investigation and then there was a a, a claim of a a five figure sum of money um that had been taken allegedly by miss satchwell uh when she disappeared um her husband many people will remember has been interviewed multiple times on tv and on radio and has spoken about um the, the mysterious circumstances in which she disappeared said there wasn't any problems and really uh, in their relationship they were they were having some difficulties he said but uh nothing in terms of anything serious he also was directly questioned about potentially being a suspect himself uh, and he said uh, at one point in an interview um, that he felt that maybe at some point he was a suspect but he no longer feels that that's the case he also mentioned in a previous interview that his house was searched and he said that the guards have the keys to his house and that they can search his house at any time this was a claim that he made um, he's been extensively interviewed over the years but I would say maybe in the last um two three years hasn't done as many interviews as he did in those initial first couple of years and then people might remember the other significant development then was in 2018 there was a search of uh, a wooded area there in Castle Martyr uh, near the, the, the five star hotel there um, and there was a claim at the time that a, that a man had gone into the forest uh, with what appeared to be Tina Satchwell and came out alone and that prompted I think it was a week long search of that wooded area, a huge, huge search at the time, and Richard was even photographed uh, going down and looking at the scene, um, and he was interviewed at the time. But that search came up with nothing, sadly, and up until yesterday, there has been virtually no uh, no update in this case whatsoever. Okay, so let's talk procedural a couple of things. So the suspect is in mm. custody, he's in Cove Garda Station, and he can be held for 24 hours. Now that gives Gardy it's what they call six and six and 12. So an initial six hours detention. After that, the local superintendent has to extend for another six hours. And then after that, the local chief superintendent, so the divisional officer, yes. extends for another 12 hours. Now, from at midnight, so I think this person was arrested uh, uh, at five, five o'clock, yeah. Five o'clock, yeah. So from five o'clock to seven o'clock, it's probably maybe maybe say half six, seven o'clock to midnight because there's all preparation and everything. So um, so at midnight they, they offered, they have to offer the person the chance to suspend or keep going through the night. I'll give you an example. Uh, when Graham Dwyer was arrested, he decided to go through the night. One of the few people I've known who goes through the night. So, but usually it's suspended from 12 o'clock until 8 o'clock. Yeah midnight until 8am we don't know what happened no I mean case, it, it, what I'm hearing is that he's currently being questioned uh, so we're not in a break period at the moment and um, you know as you mentioned it's a 24 hour period there are breaks uh, that would mean if there are no breaks we should expect to hear and I was certainly guided that I might hear something uh, towards 5 or 6pm this evening um, but as to what uh, it, it may well be an extension uh, of, of his detention which can be authorised by a superintendent um, we've yet to see what that development if anything might be but it could well go into uh, the late hours of this evening before we hear any update in relation to that um, I just want to mention as well just uh, in the last 
hour or two. Um, there has been a lot of activity here at the house. Uh, we've seen a, a um, the dog unit and uh, a dog has been brought into the property. Uh, that's of interest, obviously. I mean, you know, dogs can be trained as cadaver dogs to, to search for a body. Um, so it is significant to see uh, a dog being brought inside. Also, um, I'm just, I'm just going to say for the moment, I understand a number of items have been taken from the house and we've seen them being sealed into bags. Um, so they have already uh, been searching the house and seizing certain items from the house. And let me ask you, Paul, uh, and just to explain to cadaver dogs, they can, they can be, dogs have a fantastic s- s- sense of smell, obviously, and they, the cadaver dogs are specifically trained to smell or to detect the stench of death. Yes. But that also includes blood. I mean, there have been cases where guard dogs have detected blood in various other cases. So they can detect death, but also blood and things like that. Can you just ask you, Paul, um, is the activity both inside the house and in the, in the, in the, in the, sort of the land around the house? At the moment, it seems to me, and I can't see inside the house. There could be, a, there could be, but but it's, it, there's a huge amount of activity certainly going on at the side of and at the back outside, um, and that's it, the, the predominantly seem to be cutting down trees and moving shrubs and shrubbery and stuff out out of the way. Uh, but as I said, certain items seem to have been seized uh, that must have come from the the inside uh, of of the house. I'll put it that way. Certainly, last night. A lot of activity inside the house. All the lights were on, uh, and um, the Garda Technical Bureau were inside the house last night. Huge crowd gathered outside. You can really tell, like, I mean, everyone in this town uh, is connected to the case in some sense. And I spoke to people. You know, I mean, they all wanted to be solved. They're all frustrated that it's taken six years um, to, to get any kind of answers uh, in this case. Um, the only sad thing, I suppose, is uh, like a lot of people don't seem to really know Tina Satchwell personally. Um, or Richard Satchwell um, they seem to have kind of kept it themselves they were a quiet couple uh, they used to kind of go to um, uh, used car sales and shows uh, kind of outside of the Yall area so the, you know Yall was kind of their base but they don't seem to be particularly well known yet judging by the size of the crowd last night I mean obviously people are just interested and curious but there was a, a huge sense of people want to see justice in this case want to see answers as well yeah and we know that the Garda Technical Bureau is down yes. and the Garda Dog Unit is down so it's an it's it's always it's always a local investigation so the the, the it's Middleton Garda District I believe is, is leading the investigation but they have access to assets national assets which are very important like the dog unit and the technical bureau and, the, and you know they have things like ground radar and you know that sort of stuff and obviously very uh, specific, precise digging equipment so it is a major guard investigation and operation yeah I, I just going back to there there must be some major development that we don't know about that has steered this case back to where it started and in, in many cases that that that's the way it goes isn't it you go back to where it all started it all started here at this house it's the last place that she was seen extensive hours of cctv uh, have been studied witnesses across the country and in the UK have been interviewed Interpol have got involved in this case 400, 400 lines of inquiry over 400 lines of inquiry hundreds of hours of CCTV so they did examine whether she left the country uh, certainly Richard Satchwell was of the opinion that she was alive and had left the country and um, you know she has family in the UK but her family in the UK have always insisted she's never made any contact with us and uh, if she was 
alive and well you know sadly she probably she she certainly would have made contact with her sister who lives over there in the uk um but she hasn't uh, in all this time so the investigation was focused on on externally and now it has all come back to the house so that's really really interesting they, and we're, we're certainly of the belief that they have certainly a, a significant development has happened that, that that's led to the arrest of this man in the search of the house right so so uh, so just in relation to 24 hours paul there's no doubt and we have to be clear about this the guardi are in a race against time they can't keep this open-ended they have 24 hours probably stretching into 36 hours when you take in factor breaks and that sort of stuff and you know uh, suspension maximum probably 36 hours so today or tomorrow realistically but by the end of that detention period you know they have to either charge the suspect or release the suspect so they're under a bit of pressure yes they're they're they're, they're under quite a bit of pressure um I, I i think uh as i said they 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 must have some evidence some new piece of information we have we have a clue in relation to the renovations but there's more information that we're not privy to um i don't know whether they're putting that to the suspect but the key thing really is what do they find in that house and they're they're their hope is that they that they I mean and, and I know that sounds morbid to say this but they you know obviously they've upgraded it to a murder investigation so they now believe that Tina Satchwell is dead. Their hope is that they do find her remains there at the at the house. The suspicion is that her body is there. I mean, if they find that, that may be enough evidence that they need in terms of uh, you know their their questioning of this this suspect. Um, so yeah, as you say, they're in a huge race against time. Yeah, and it's also important to stress. They don't, I mean, this is terribly macabre, they can prosecute without a body. I mean, the DPP can order a prosecution without a body. So, you know, the DPP can order a prosecution without a body. So, but obviously, everybody wants to find the remains of Tina Satchwell. All right, so this has been very dramatic. It's our first outside broadcast for the pair of us. Yeah, some, some slight technical difficulties, but... Uh, we, we we got it across the line. So yeah, look, well, I'll, I'll be. I'm I'm obviously still at the scene. Uh, expect to be at the scene throughout today. Um, if there are further updates, have a look on the, the live blog on IrishMirror.ie. Um, but hopefully we'll we'll be back to you with another podcast uh, a week in crime tomorrow. Thanks very much.